Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Your mother loves you. You love your mother. You're a Police chief. You're the chief. Oh, God. Yeah. 98-year-old newspaper owner Joan Meyer from Kansas not mincing any words after police raid her home. She died the next day, but there are serious questions now about whether that raid crossed the line and violated her rights and the First Amendment. Do you like to cook? It can be a lot of fun, of course, but life gets really busy at this time of year. Falls right around the corner. The kids are back in school and maybe you're back in school yourself. And we don't always have time to whip up a healthy meal from scratch every night of the week. But HelloFresh can help you do just that. HelloFresh delivers meal kits right to your front door. It's 25% cheaper than takeout. It's healthier. And HelloFresh says their meal boxes are less expensive than grocery shopping. And if you've been to the grocery lately, you know how expensive everything has become. Here's how it works. Choose your recipes online and you'll get fresh pre-portioned ingredients that will help you cook quickly. There are 40 recipes to choose from. So if you have picky eaters, there shouldn't be a problem. The categories range from family friendly to fit and wholesome. And the cook time is quick, just 15 minutes. If your family is anything like mine, they're probably hungry all of the time. You can add snacks, sides, and more to your order. I've tried HelloFresh, and it really takes the stress out of dinner time. You can try HelloFresh now and get a discount, and who doesn't love a discount? Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50sidebar and use code 50sidebar for 50% off, plus you will get free shipping. Again, that is HelloFresh.com, 50 Sidebar. Use the code 50 Sidebar for 50% off. They are America's number one meal kit. Welcome to Law & Crime Sidebar Podcast. I'm Anjanette Levy. Joan Meyer was in her home last Friday when Marion police came to her home with a search warrant. Meyer co-owned a local newspaper, the Marion County Record, for decades. She was a reporter and a columnist who was described as basically a local historian. Police went to her home and the newspaper's offices. They seized reporters' computers, servers, and phones. Joan Meyer was visibly upset by what happened. She is a journalist after all. Take a look. Don't you touch any of that stuff. Ma'am. This is my house. Ma'am, get out of here. You asshole. We'll be out of here pretty quick. Get them out of here. They're here. You done. 
your mother loves you. You love your mother. You're a Police chief. You're the chief. Oh, God. Yeah, out of my house. Your pet patrol. Get up! Stand outside that door and you'll see them. I don't want you in my house. I don't want you in the house. What? What's he doing over there going to the house? How many computers do you have in the house, man? I'm not going to tell you. Get out of my way. Now, what makes this story even more concerning and sadly unbelievable and disturbing is that Joan Meyer died the very next day. The search stemmed from a confidential document police believe the newspaper had in its possession about a local restaurant owner's driving record and an OVI. The newspaper reported that Joan Meyer's son, Eric, said the paper received the record via social media but didn't report on it and that the issue was also discussed at a public meeting. A search warrant for the raid claimed potential violations of law involving identity theft and illegal use of a computer. The Kansas Bureau of Investigation is now investigating, and we've reached out to them for a comment. So far, we haven't heard back. Joining me to discuss what happened at the Marion County Record and at Joan Meyer's home uh, is her son, Eric Meyer. He is the editor-in-chief of the Marion County Record. He also lived with his mother, Eric, thank you so much for coming on Sidebar. Uh, we're really sorry for the loss of your mother and for everything you guys are going through. Oh, thanks. Appreciate that. Let's just start at the beginning, if you would. What happened last Friday? We, we know the police there in Marion obtained a search warrant and came to your home and raided your offices, seized equipment. They obtained a search warrant for us attempting to verify a document using a technique that the state since then has said is perfectly legal, that we also told them about when we did it. Uh, but they, rather than ask us any questions, decided that they were going to pretend that we were the Medellin drug cartel and conduct a simultaneous raid on the newspaper office, on my mother's home, and on the home of the vice mayor, uh, trying to look for information that even during the raid, was sitting, actually, it was sitting right here on my desk, that uh, they didn't seize. Uh, so it sort of raises questions as to whether their motivation was actually to look for this, or this was just a convenience excuse to go after some people in us and the vice mayor, who possibly uh, had a different political uh, point of view. Actually, we don't have a political point of view, but we try to report things, and some people don't like things that we report. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So they came in. Uh, five officers uh, were here at the newspaper office. Two went to my mother's home. Eventually, the other five joined them at my mother's home. I was at her home because I was getting ready to prepare her meals on wheels that she had delivered uh, when they showed up. They were there for about two hours. They made her wait about an hour and a half just with the officers standing around in her living room. Uh, wouldn't let us use the phone, wouldn't let us you know, use the cell phone, use the computer or anything. I eventually came down here to the newspaper office because the staff was being forced to stand outside and, uh, and in, in very hot weather. Uh, and they wouldn't let them watch them search the newspaper office, uh, which also seems a little strange yes, to me. But uh, uh, then they came, they seized our computers down here. They took uh, one, two, three, four computers down here. Uh, they took two at my mother's house. They took her router, which I don't understand why they took her router. Uh, took some hard drives, and they went over to the vice mayor's house, took her computer, and took her phone as well. Uh, my mother was very, very upset about all this, as you can see. Uh, we could see, see that, video. yes. Um, and and rightfully so. It, it, it turns out it was an illegal rate. They had admitted now that it was an illegal rate. I just had a business person here in town saying, have they ever apologized to you? They've now determined that it's an illegal rate. I said, no, nobody's apologized to us. Uh, but uh, it, it was very intrusive on, on my mother. Uh, and there wasn't any point for it. I mean, we'd, we'd already told them what we had. They had in the affidavit, they had the document and they had who it came from. And the person it came from, the source that gave it to us and gave it to the vice mayor, they've never even talked to that person, never asked her a single question. Uh, it, it clearly was done for to score some sort of points uh, because we had had the police chief under investigation, hadn't published anything yet, but we'd had it under investigation. And the mayor doesn't like us particularly and doesn't like the vice mayor. So we got targeted. And this all stemmed from some sort of driving record. That's my understanding. Uh, allegedly a confidential driving record, which even if a source had provided it to you, I, that's not a crime for you, well, for a source to provide something to you. We were concerned. We, we received on August 2nd what appeared to be a letter dated August 1st that had been sent to a restaurant owner in town about attempting to reinstate her driver's license, which had been suspended many, many years ago for a drunken driving conviction. Uh, and it gave the conditions for her reinstatement, which would include that she'd still have to have a, a an anti-drinking ignition interlock put on her car. We were concerned, we were, you know, we were concerned the, the, the Dan Rather syndrome that you've got something that's been faked because it, it was dated a day before and it wouldn't even had time to get here by mail. Uh, mm -hmm. We didn't know how it came, it came about and we did know that the person it came from had connections to law enforcement. So we thought maybe this was law enforcement faking, uh, sending it out, leaking it out, which would have been illegal. Or it was somebody who faked a document and leaked it out. So we wanted to check, first of all, to make sure it was a legitimate document. Then we discovered that it really was just a, a salvo in a divorce case. Uh, the estranged husband of this restaurateur wanted to keep all their cars. 
because he argued that she didn't have a valid driver's license and he was leaking it to us to get that. So we decided we aren't going to get involved in a divorce case and an argument between people over whether they keep cars or not. But we were concerned how that how that came about, whether it came about from law enforcement sources. And also our source had alleged later was supported by off the record comments from law enforcement officers that local police were well aware that this restaurateur had been driving for more than a decade without a valid license and had never bothered to stop her for that. Wow. So we alerted, we alerted law enforcement that Friday. So this would have been the, uh, the uh, 4th of, April, of August that we alerted law enforcement to that and said, we don't plan to do anything about this. We told them how we got the document. We told them we verified the document. We said, we don't think there's any case here, but if you think there's something you wanna know, investigate, ask us any questions you want to. A week went by and they came and raided our office and never talked to us at all. So your mother, Joan, was she still working, by the way? I, I know she's listed as a columnist at your paper. So was she still yeah. producing? She still worked. She she's basically spent an, a, a day a week working for us until a year ago. She was, uh, she was actually doing all her typing and doing everything. In fact, you didn't dare edit her copy, but she was making, she was making, uh, uh, the column we called memories, which is the, you know, the old issue, 15, 20, you know, 15, 30, 45, 60 years ago, all the way up to 145. Uh, she had a knack for finding that because what the news of today is, you know, the headlines 15 years ago that were on the front page may not be things that people care about 15 years later. So she'd always find these little stories that were interesting, mm -hmm. the old papers and put them out. She had some vision problems that developed last year. And she couldn't continue to do the actual research and typing, but she'd done previous research and I read them to her every week and she still was putting them together uh, up till her death. We could see how upset she was. Law enforcement coming into her home. Um, she's 98 years old. She was 98 years old and she knew what was going on, uh, completely cognizant of that. What was her reaction to you later on afterwards? What did she say to you? She was, she was very upset, obviously. Uh, she thought, she kept saying, where have all the good people gone, the people who can stop things like this? And she felt sort of like she'd spent 60 years associated with the newspaper and, and, and doing this. And she felt that people no longer respected that, that what she'd done in her whole life didn't matter, that there were no good people left, that the this world had changed and sort of left her by. And it was... She was very upset. She she was muttering several times in the evening. She wouldn't eat. She wouldn't drink. She wouldn't sleep. Uh, she was muttering, this will be the death of me. Uh, and uh, I tried to cheer up and saying sometimes when bullies do something like this, that they cross the line so badly that they, they will eventually get their comeuppance. Uh, and she said, yeah, that may be true, but I won't be alive to see it. Uh, she was very distraught and the next day I'd let her, she finally went to bed at about six or seven in the morning. Uh, and I let her sleep a little late, went in to see her and she got up, went to the restroom, uh, came back. Uh, I was talking about, you need to have some lunch. And she said, I don't really feel that good. And I said, well, maybe having some lunch, getting your pills will be better. And she, I asked her, do you want your lunch in here or in the kitchen or where do you want it? She says, I don't know that I can eat. I'm not feeling died right that way in the middle of a sentence. Wow. That was very sentence. sad. On, on, on the other hand, if you know her and you kind of get a little 
sense of what she was like from looking at her video. Uh, she's very strong-willed. She's very, but also very caring and very generous to people. And you, most people would tell you that she was somebody who always was laughing and being happy with people. She would be really happy. She didn't know about the outpouring of support we've received, not just from news organizations at journalism societies, but from average people all over the world. I just heard from somebody from France. Somebody else heard from somebody from Switzerland. Somebody, we've, we've been hearing from everywhere, from retired FBI agents, from, from uh, major screenwriters and, and actors. And uh, we, we've gotten all sorts of response back to an extent. I think she would say, you know, I'm 98 years old. I know the end's coming pretty soon. I don't know when. Uh, it was sad that I had to spend my last 24 hours on Earth feeling abandoned. But in a sense, my death accomplished something by drawing attention to this. I mean, that's about all you can ask for. Mm -hmm. She'd feel a martyr. Uh, and, and frankly, my father, who died about 10, 15 years ago, but actually did, died of of sustained disability contributed to his death from World War II. So I've now had, in my estimation, both my parents have died fighting for liberty. You said that the raid was determined to be illegal. I know the Kansas Bureau of Investigation is now investigating what happened. So they, your computers were returned to you, it's my understanding. Do you know if they were yeah, downloaded they, by the police or anything like that? They, it's a current point of, point of issue right now. All of our computers were ordered, the chief judge ordered their return after the county attorney was advised by the Kansas Bureau of Investigation to say that the withdraw the search warrants. Uh, and one of the interesting things is that on the, the evidence sheet that we signed that said what was seized from us, there are a certain number of items and a signature. And then the evidence sheet that was supplied to the court has one additional item that was written on it without any notification that it was modified. That was a clone drive that the police used to clone one of our computers. They have refused to return that to us. Yeah. The chief judge has ordered them to, and they're not answering our attorney's queries. And our attorneys actually, if they don't answer the queries and come up with a satisfactory answer, he's going to move to have the chief judge find the sheriff and this police chief, Gideon Cody, uh, we've reached out to him thus far. He has not responded to me um, to answer my questions or to provide a comment. Uh, what What is your message for him? Um, I, 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 even, even on a podcast, you can't use my language. <laughs> I, I wouldn't actually do that. Um, he is also going around denying a story that he offered to set up a help set up a newspaper to rival us. He clearly doesn't like us. He tried to use his position to stomp on us. Uh, he needs to resign. He needs to resign today. Does your attorney feel you have any recourse, civil suit, anything like that? Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Considerable. Well, Eric, uh, you're waiting for KBI, I'm assuming, to provide you with some information, uh, waiting to see what goes on with this. Uh, you know, as a journalist, it's it's offensive to think that somebody would come marching into a newsroom with a search warrant and seize items. Um, I, I find it appalling. Um, you know, what, what comes next? 
Well, what comes next is we have no desire to, you know, stick it to them for for financial reward. If if we have a suit and we win money in it, uh, I would plan to donate the money to someplace else. But it's important that we follow through on this. There are a lot of news organizations these days that don't have the benefit that we have of um, this, this is essentially my retirement hobby. I mean, I was a journalism professor for 25 years. I worked at the Milwaukee Journal before that. Mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of little newspapers similar in size to ours that are run by somebody who used to be the English teacher in the high school and thought that their town needed a local newspaper and doesn't know that they can fight things like this. We need to fight this hard enough so that nobody ever tries it. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever tries it again. It's ridiculous well, that they do. Eric Meyer, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your time. Um, again, happy birthday, and we are sorry about thank the loss of your mother. Appreciate it. Thank you much. That's it for this edition of Law & Crime Sidebar Podcast. You can listen to and download Sidebar on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always watch it on Law & Crime's YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. I'm Anjanette Levy, and we will see you next time.